Hello and welcome to episode... Brandon, what episode are we at? I think we're at the episode when it's been so long since we last recorded, we can't remember what episode we're doing. I think we've reached that penultimate number. Let's just say this is the very first episode of this number that we have ever done. Especially since the last one. Exactly. Yeah, I think this is episode 19. Wow. Okay, welcome to episode 19 of the Random Fandom Podcast. Who are you? My name is Brandon. Who am I? And uh, you're you're like the you're the newt to my Ripley. You're the you're the Jar Jar Binks to oh. my Anakin. Brandon Green. They're both what Jar Jar Binks and Anakin barely even knew each other. I don't. I'm just throwing shit out there. Yeah, clearly it is. That is okay. You're Jar I don't Jar mind Binks be- to my Padme. That's even worse. I I don't mind being Ripley because we mostly no. Co- you're newt oh, to okay. my Ripley. Well, yeah, you kind of got her. Demeanor. My features. Her features. <laughs> My features are very clearly on display with Ellen Ripley. Uh, no, I, uh, I I don't mind being that because that's an awesome association. As you recall back when we were talking about our favorite movies, Aliens is one of my favorite movies, mm, and yes. uh, yeah. So, and I thought Newt was a great little. But they mostly we mostly record at night. Mostly. Mostly. What's up, dude? Good to see you again in this capacity. Yeah, it's been a little while. Yeah, life happens. We apologize happens. for the delay, but life happens. But it's worthwhile because it just gives us a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about. Why don't we talk about it? We should get into it, but, but <laughs> you know what we have to do first. Sing the praises of Matt Damon. Oh, Matt Damon, we love you and we're making things up. We praise you. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have to thank our fake sponsors. Matt Damon, unfortunately, is not one of them because not I won't yet. return my phone calls. By the calls. way, I want you guys to know that all these fake sponsors that make this show possible, exclusive Yeah. to the Random Fandom with Brandon and Brandon podcast. I, I, I don't you think will I've... not hear about these anywhere else, especially this one from the I don't think, tone of it. I don't think that we've ever had any sponsors repeat themselves. I don't think any of these sponsors has ever tried to sponsor any other podcast because no they need. know yeah they know that ours this is, is plymouth really rock the they've landed this the, is where they want to colonize this shows me that they know that our podcast is the only podcast that they need to sponsor and they only need to do it once and then the return on investment they're just it just blows up after you that. know what i just found out we are the 412th most episode excuse me 412th most downloaded episodic podcast in the country of yemen wow yeah that's great it's so hot Where's Yemen? There, I mean, I don't know. Hmm. Someplace hot. That sounds like the word I would say after eating a good meal. Yemen. That was good. <laughs> Yum. In. So our first sponsor is, uh, like I said, a new one today. Our first sponsor is John claude Van Dam's Ban on Damn Vans for Van Dam Fans. Could so, you explain that, please? For anyone who might not you, be familiar with that. You I mean, didn't get that? No, I did, but I'm just saying for John anyone claude who- Van Dam's Ban on Damn Vans for Van Dam Fans. Here, let me explain. So Please. you may remember uh, that almost 10 years ago, John claude Van Damme was signing autographs at the famous Hoover Dam right. when someone attempted to assassinate him by placing an explosive in a nearby van. Mm. So uh, the attempt failed, luckily, and John claude oh, left unscathed, but unfortunately, several of his fans were injured. Are they okay? So they're, they're fine now. I mean, that was 10 years ago. They, some of them might have died since i don't know but not from but i'm not keeping like up on that van assassinations no right not to my knowledge yeah so basically um to ensure that this never happens again jean claude van damme himself has created a group that lobbies to keep vans off of dams while van damme fans are present 
to ensure that this never happens again. You're doing such a great job. I'd be cracking up. Right <laughs> but this is serious, obviously. This is so obviously, that's why you're not laughing. People, people were really hurt. Is so, there more? So yeah, to join the fight, uh, to ban vans from parking on dams while Van Dam fans are present. Keep going. Uh, visit John Claude Van Dam's ban on dam vans for vandamfans.com. Easy to remember. Yeah. Um, and don't forget their slogan. It's time to drop kick our legislators into a damn van ban. It's about damn time, too. Yeah, it yeah. is. So that's John Claude Van Damme's ban on damn vans for Van Dam fans. Dude. Thank you to that fake sponsor. Oh, making this possible for you and <laughs> your loved ones. <laughs> What's your favorite Van Dam movie? Or uh, least favorite? Just what uh, movie the one where he like kicks people? Honestly, the one where he uh, shoots a gun. Okay. <laughs> So we've narrowed it down to all of his movies. <laughs> Dude, that'd be awesome if he kicked a gun into a person in his next movie. Like he just threw a gun up and roundhouse kicked the gun and the gun just... Like Wesley caught. Snipes did with the uh, with the needle and blade. Oh yeah, that yeah. was pretty awesomely dumb. You ever notice how John claude Van Damme and like Steven Seagal and there's a few others where all of the movie covers for any movie that they do look the same? Oh, absolutely. It's like them on a motorcycle like or something. <laughs> well, it's usually them... Well, okay, for Jean-Claude Van Damme, it's a little different, but you know, you take somebody like Steven Seagal and it's always him with a pistol in some way. Right. With um, Van Damme, he's always doing a karate pose like on the cover that's of Bloodsport, exactly usually he's, shirtless. Yeah. Yep, yep. Go, thank God. Cause, yeah, how God. else would we know it's good? Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's like how I select my porn titles. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you type in Jean-Claude shirtless? <laughs> no, no, I'm saying like when you go to the places where they give you the black, discreet plastic oh, bags. Yeah. If a guy's not shirtless on the cover, I'm probably not interested. No, yeah. Yeah. no I hear you. Uh, so was right. he ever on TV? No. Were these next people that we're about to talk about from TV ever on TV? I think so. Let's talk about it. All right, let's talk about television. So a lot of people actually from movies are in this new TV show. You might have heard of it. It's just kind of setting the place on fire. Oh, ow, ow, dude, don't touch my new tattoo. It's sensitive. Wait a minute, wait. We'll talk about it later. Anyways, like I was trying to say before you started <laughs> lifting my fuck? shorts up, you weirdo. <laughs> Sorry, I just saw a tattoo. I got a new tattoo, yeah, so what? That's a big tattoo. Yes, it's huge. It's taken up like uh, Holy the, ch- crap. the chunk of my thigh. We'll talk about it later. Okay. Anyways, Westworld has now come... And uh, oh, it's did you get off. a Westworld tattoo? I did. I just a knew it was early. Gonna, I, I mean, there's only been so a couple good. of episodes, and I have only watched the first episode. Uh, you have watched the second episode. Yeah, and I, I started watching the third, but I'm only about ten minutes into it. Wow. Besides Game of Thrones, um, I've never had a reason to really tune into HBO on a weekly basis. You know. Yeah. I think I'm going to need to now. This show is yeah. compelling as all get up. This show is crazy. You know what's so funny though. It reminds me of a J.J. Abrams production, and sure enough, his name is attached as an executive yes. producer. It reminds me a lot, without trying to spoil anything, because there's not a whole lot to spoil just yet, because we don't really know. Yeah. It's only three episodes in. I'm only one episode down of those three. It reminds me already of that Create a World customization from Cabin in the Woods, which he attached his name to also as an executive producer. Mm. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I love had, that movie. That movie's great for a horror movie. Actually. Yeah. And it, ta- it's so it kind of takes meta. the genre and throws it on a, on top of its head. And yeah. yeah. It's very meta. Yeah, um, for sure. I think what's interesting is that when I first started watching it, I got this feeling of Jurassic Park. Very much Where so. you create this theme park and then something starts going wrong with the very thing that Crichton is had the a attraction, theme, definitely. And then I re- and then I found out that it's a Michael Crichton book. Oh no, 
Oh, you didn't and know I, that I going into it? I didn't know that it. when I first started watching it. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, and did well, you know they, uh, they actually made a Westworld movie years ago? Yeah, I did see it said uh, I was watching the credits really intensely. Intently. It was intense. You should have seen it. <laughs> you should have seen me seeing it. Um, and I noticed it said based on the novel and film or something like that. Yeah. It gave separate credits for who adapted uh, what. And the film took a very simple approach to this where the robots start just going awry somehow. Now this... The show, what I really like is that you could tell there's something deeper going on. Yeah. And I really like that. They're taking that same idea of what if you made this giant attraction where, you know, it's literally a Western world. And if things start going wrong, but instead of it just being, oh, there's a, a glitch and the all the robots started killing people or something, there's something deeper. There's like some, some hidden hidden things happening. There's some things behind the scenes that you're not quite sure of yet at in you know among this west world i'm really interested in where this is going it's cool getting in on the ground floor of what could be a really cool development you yeah. know um yeah so uh, we're there since day one i can't wait um i don't know how long of a run the show is intended to have if they've announced how many seasons it's well they probably be. did the whole you know sign on for one season if it's successful it gets more i would like to think this I almost is coming back. guarantee it's coming yeah. back because it's already gotten such a great reception it's gotten a lot of news coverage already yeah critics and fans both seem to be very enthralled by it uh it's beautiful looking for sure um it's very compelling and uh it's got a lot of a lot familiar of big faces actors, yeah yeah i was just gonna say but not not even the the big names like sir anthony hopkins ed um harris ed harris who's awesome he's always such a creep and uh what's her name evan rachel wood who's been doing films for a long time, James Marsden, Cyclops, right, right. Was, uh, yeah. and some others that I'm sure I haven't even seen yet. Thandy Newton's in it. Yep. Um, and that's just from episode one, from what I can tell. But, you know, it's got a lot of things that I like. Let's talk about it. Gunfights. Okay. Awesome. Titties. Plenty. Right? Yeah. A lot, yeah. But they're synth, so it's not like I'm like... Eh. <laughs> but it's real actors. It's still fine. Yeah. And uh, just some weird sci-fi elements of like... like you can't play God, who's making who, right? Uh, glitch in the system, ghost in the shell Crichton kind of speak. loves to do that. If you try to play God, then bad things are going to happen. Basically, yeah. Crichton always kind of points out that man is only supposed to get to a certain point. And when you try to go beyond that point and play creator, then you are messing up with the natural order things, almost as like kind of what Crichton always is yeah. pushing. Now, from the first episode, here's one thing I've noticed in common, and it's very subtle. Two, actually, two little things. Mm -hmm. One might not be so subtle, just depending on what you perceive and you know what you pick up. Here's what I noticed. You know, so it's a lot of like Groundhog's Day meets yeah, Jurassic the Park, same day, over, same and day over, over and over again, over yeah. again meets Jurassic Park in this creative world, um, meets Cabin in the Woods, and it has a lot of elements to me of Blade Runner. Like we live in this world, oh, or yeah. we visit this world with synth, and it's hard. And to sometimes you can't tell the difference. Yeah, and then one goes rogue, and then it kind of sets a domino effect apparently but um i noticed when all the just from episode one when the um what are they called the uh they have hosts a, the hosts yeah are glitching they get a fly in their eye have you noticed that well that's that, that doesn't happen when they're glitching that just because it's a signification though no well here's the here's the idea is that you know that whole turn that um idiom of wouldn't harm a fly Oh. So that's where that whole thing comes from, is that a fly literally lands on them, and it's not in their programming to kill anything. So they literally cannot 
harm and it's a like fly. walking across their eyes right the biggest nuisance and ever. so they they literally Good it's catch, not in man. their program to actually swat that fly which a regular human would do and then i can't remember if it's the end of the first episode or maybe the end of the second episode in one of the very last scenes i thought it was the first episode is that um the main woman that you the episode starts with evan rachel wood the daughter okay yeah yeah um a fly flies on her face and then she swats it and kills it that was at the end of the and yeah. okay at the first episode so, so now, what they're saying is things are changing that's not supposed to happen yeah they are not supposed to kill and she just killed so that's the symbol that Something's happening. Yeah, awesome. Uh, Can I, I, I? Well, I did want to mention two things. So yes. unless no, I did. I real, wanted to mention some stuff too. So you go. Well, the second thing is, you know, that uh, in the first episode when the new day begins, it always starts with that little piano doing the Western saloon. It's the Black songs. Hole Sun. Yeah, it well, is not always. Oh well, the, it changes. Okay, the last I remember, it was it, Black Hole it Sun. It took me a second. I was like, I know that song. What yeah, is that? Yeah, exactly. And it, I had the pretty rad. Yeah, I like that. So what did you pick up on? I picked on how close Westworld is to video games. So in an open world video game, you enter a world and there's Mm. all of these different NPCs, non-playable characters, basically that pull you in to, hey, you know, help us go find this robber. Like the guy who wants you to go find the bandit up in the hill. Yes. And he looks at different people each time or something like that. And so in the same way where you're in a video game in this open world and you walk up to somebody and they tell you about something and you start a quest and they in the show they call it a quest and they call they say there's several hundred quest lines and i think it's in second episode so this is not really a spoiler it's okay but they talk about hey we've got to pull back some of these um and maybe it is in the first episode they're kind of running together for me but they're saying we've got to pull back some of these uh hosts because there's some problems with them and the guy who creates the stories the story writer to all this he's like you can't pull 50 hosts he's like because those 50 hosts are tied into the several hundred storylines that we have going out there when you pull those 50 hosts all the storylines are screwed up and in my it was i think at that point where i was like this is like a video game where it's the same thing there's all these storylines and they all kind of intermingle with the characters and stuff and i just i i feel like somebody who has a real understanding of open world games kind of helped form this it would not surprise me if that was the case yeah so welcome to our next obsession (laughs) yeah it sounds like it well westworld is awesome can't wait to talk more about it as the season progresses i don't know how long this season's going to be or how many episodes it's intended to be but uh They've got me, and I'm going to be tuning in weekly. Now, not on a weekly format. Luke Cage. But uh, touchdown uh, September 30th, just a few weeks ago. I'm just about to finish it. You have Already finished, finished it. it. Uh, we're just going to give you some impressions without spoiling it. We'll get into a full spoiler cast uh, later once I'm all caught up with season one. But not what I expected, and I mean that in a totally oh, really? like complimentary way. I really like this season. I, I'm... I would dare say that out of all of the Netflix Marvel series, uh, Jessica Jones and Daredevil included, this is my favorite. I actually I uh, I liken it to a little bit of each. Daredevil's the super serious tone one; it's dark. Uh-huh. Uh, Jessica Jones was a little more witty and a little really? more light. Oh yeah, because Purple Man, there's more humor in it, and you know yeah, when but she yeah, but it's, they there's also some dark went material. deeper too. Yeah, so but I would say this one's like right in between. It's got a little darkness to it. It's got some yeah. some lightheartedness to it at moments. It's very socially aware, yeah. you know, and Harlem's a real place. It's not just like, you know, I mean, it's all the greater version, comic rendering of New York, whether it's Hell's Kitchen or actual New York City or, right. or Harlem itself. But this one, it's like, 
don't know. It's almost like taking a character who was really at his height in the seventies, I think, right. As far as mm-hmm. the actual comics and making it, you know, relevant to, you know, modern society with, you yeah. know, a little bit of, you know, a dramatic twist. It's not, you know, there's not an, an actual villain who's running a nightclub named Cottonmouth out there in the real world. Well, of course. Yeah, I, I hear you. But I, it was cool. Uh, and I, I really want to spoil it because there were some things that really surprised me. We'll have to save it for another time. But I like the villains. It's almost like his, his biggest battle is just living with himself now. Um, Luke Cage? Yeah. 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 And reconciling that and that wherever he goes, yeah. uh, problems tend he's, to follow. He's constantly trying to run away. Yeah. And he realizes he can't run away because he is who he is. Yeah. And um, I kind of like how they they keep on touching on little aspects of the comics, like with the hero for hire situation. Right. Where, or when he says sweet Christmas, he keeps on saying, I'm not a hero. Right. Um, he keeps on saying sweet Christmas. They did some tiebacks to his old suit, his like, suit, the yellow canary yeah. yellow shirt. And then and the, the, the headband thing, thing. And the gauntlets he wears. Yeah. And they, and that was so cool. How they paid. And they the, do know, it so well. Very they, subtle. They play homage very subtly, but just enough so that you recognize it. If you have, some sort of prior knowledge to oh, that yeah. character. I also, you were mentioning the characters. Like, I really love, uh, I really love the villains. I actually really love the setting. I feel like Harlem itself in this is its own character. It is. And as you go further and further, um, and I, I don't want to spoil anything, but people start to, you know, Harlem changes, and the people in Harlem change. Public opinions depending on what's happening. Right. And that affects the story just the same if not more than any individual character ever can I and totally and so agree. i actually really like the whole setting of harlem i like the villains i actually really like cottonmouth and it's uh nice to see claire back oh yeah who has been she's the, the glue string. between every yeah, she, yeah yeah i say string you say glue same idea she's what pulls them all together yeah and uh she- I guess there is one spoiler there. Oh, and she's going to be in... Um, the Defenders. I, well, yes, but she's going to be in Iron Fist as well. Great. And then she will I have a feeling she'll be the glue that pulls the Defenders together, which she already is planting that seed because in this season, and this isn't really a spoiler, but she brings up, you know, whenever there's some sort of issue with the law, she goes, I know a really good lawyer. <laughs> at that's some a point, good point. At some point, I'm sure that's going to be pulled together. Yeah, I, I think that um, they are so meticulously uh, paving the way for not only second seasons or in hopefully Daredevil's case, the third season of other shows, but then, you know, doing the Avengers treatment of like, hey, you all get a standalone movie over here. Yeah. And then by the end of the credits yeah. of this movie or number two of this one, you see how we're weaving this together. And it's like basically an Avengers on the small screen. It's I think that's exactly what, awesome what they're formula. doing with the Defenders. Yeah, Defenders. The, the Defenders meet the Avengers. Is what comes out first, the Defenders or Iron Fist? I believe Iron Fist, so that way everyone okay. you get a little piece of what they're about, and then good. We're getting because that's exactly the way I would want it. Oh, and did you see uh, when they did the New York Comic Con a few weeks ago? They mm-hmm. officially announced uh, yep. Iron Fist with an, some new trailer footage. Yep, and uh, officially announced that the Defenders is happening, and then all the four guys. Um, I'm going to forget his name, but the guy who's going to be playing Iron Fist, his name escapes me at the moment. Uh, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Kristen Ritter. And then uh, I forget the guy who's playing uh, Daredevil. They all came out on stage, but they also came out with the fifth person who's been, yeah, who's not a who... good person. Sigourney Weaver, speaking of Ripley, she's oh, been cast as the yes. main bad guy. We don't know what yes, or who she that. is or what that's about, but that could be awesome. I was just going to say, I hope she's like Purple Man's sister or something like that with like, 
even more sinister power. Because what could she do physically? So you can tell she's right. going to be like imploring the services of other people. Yeah. Or in this case, like what they've been doing a lot in Luke Cage is trying to sway public opinion. Since mm-hmm. like you got unbreakable skin, I can't, I can't touch you. Yeah. And you know, I do want to kind of take a step back and point that whole thing out where you have somebody with unbreakable skin against all these people that are really mortal and you can, he can easily hurt or kill any of them. And this show still does a really good job of making it. So he seems like he's vulnerable and it's not, it's not as easy of a dude. Yeah. yeah, It's not as easy of a fight as you'd expect. Um, But what I hope that Sigourney Weaver is, is I hope that she actually does have some sort of power because after, after all of these shows, the purple man is only the one villain that's come forward that really has a full power that I can think of. Right. Right. Um, and then, you know, the others are like in daredevil, they were doing experiments and they made those weird zombie like ninja creatures. Mm -hmm. Sure. One can argue that that's sort of a power that's very comic bookish, but I want, I want a villain that just like the purple man has this unique power that has to be somehow overcome. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah. They haven't given any indication as to who or what she is, if they're making her character just for the show or if it's something sourced from the comics. But yeah. come on, Sigourney Weaver, she kicks ass for sure. I'm happy about that. So I'm, yeah. I, I, it's like, way to, way to round out the fandom. Way to round Perfect. out the geekiness. Yeah. And everybody knows her as someone who's so instrumental in Whether it's geek from culture. Aliens, or Avatar, or you know, a couple of working girl. All those great sci-fi right? movies. Yeah. Um, no, g- great announcement. Anyways, to get back on topic with Luke Cage, uh, we will hopefully within our next recording or two get into it. Uh, as I'm finishing up, I'm almost done, and I would encourage you to do the same if you haven't already. Yeah. Great show. Spoil the shit out of it. Yeah, you know what? Actually, one thing that's I'm going to say is spoiler-free, I hope. I understand that they're trying to be authentic to you know, a different culture. I was, at least initially, a little uncomfortable with just the loose usage of the n-word yeah you know? and it's authentic i get it you know yeah. street hustle probably do you ever play uh grand theft auto 5 <laughs> i remember feeling the same way a little uncomfortable like whoa 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 whoa. well yeah but, but i feel like in this show okay here's the thing it's not overly ha- gratuitous they, but. it's not overly gratuitous when they do use it uh it's often you know for example in in one of the episodes where he's got the where, gun pointed where, at where uh yeah <laughs> i like how i'm I'm using my, I'm putting my hand in the shape of a gun and putting it to my own head as if all of these listeners can see that. Yeah, no. Um, but uh, somebody comes up behind Luke and puts a gun up to his head, who, to his head, excuse me. And, and he, and he says that and he, he calls him the N word and he says, I don't let anybody call me that. And so I like the fact that they are recognizing if you're in Harlem and you're, you're a black man in Harlem, like that word is going to happen, but you have a, a protagonist that is at least pointing out that he's uncomfortable with it. And that's sort of the voice of a lot of the viewers. Yeah, here's what I hear when you call me that. And here's why yes. I don't like it. Yeah, exactly. To other guys, it just it's, like- Like, it's just like a saying dude or something like right. that. I don't know. We, I don't need to get into more than that. That was just another thing that... Not another thing, but one thing that just made me... A little uneasy. I had it, it's like dipping your toe in a really cold water. You're like, oh, a little shock sure. there. Have no, to I get it. ease into that. But yeah, it does let up as the series lets on. Before and, we uh, m- move away, yeah, I you know Where are I, we just, going? I just want to point out. Um, no, I just want to point out how good the music is in this. Totally instrumental and conveying. No point. No pun intended. What do you mean? 
instrumental. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> hey! Sharp! <laughs> Help! Yeah, no, the music is really, really good. Yeah, no, and, I, I've said my, that a couple times, too. That's such a California thing. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, yeah. So no. by saying, yeah, no, we actually mean yes? Yeah. No. Um, no, but seriously. But come on. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, listeners, sorry, sorry. Listeners are going to be like, shut the fuck up, guys. Yeah, c- stop interrupting yourselves. I'm actually trying to give a shit about what you're talking about. Um, nobody gives a shit about what we're talking Help. about. Um, no, but the music is really good. And they did a... They, they they did it well where they, in the show, they had a stage that they oh, in the could club. utilize for the music. So they could make it feel like, as a viewer, you're kind of watching these live music shows happen mm-hmm. in some way. And that music is more than just a background track. It's instrumental in the actual storytelling or whatever montage they have going over that. Very, and it very just adds well to the... Done. Yeah, it adds to the spirit of the show really yeah like you said harlem's kind of like a living breathing thing as, as its own character and i think that's one of the things that makes it that yeah. helps it seem yeah. that way it gives the, it a soul it does yeah cool yeah good observation thank you for making that point i would have liked to i just i forgot about it so i'm glad you said it so luke cage give it a watch westworld keep watching it and listen to us now talk about video games So Red Dead Redemption. Rockstars. Have you ever heard of that game? Yeah, I I think I played it once. Hmm. Apparently, it's really popular. Yeah, you know what's sad is it's been six years since that game came out. 2010, all the way back then. Yeah. But it's it's everyone's, not everyone's, it's a lot of people's favorite Rockstar game. It's between that and and, uh, Grand Theft Auto V. But people really love... Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Grand Theft Auto V is not everybody's favorite. It's like a Grand Theft Auto, insert your favorite you know what I mean? Sure. Yours just happens okay. to be five. Sure. Three yeah. was groundbreaking, for example. A lot of people a lot like of... Vice City. Anyway, the point is Red Dead Redemption is a kick-ass game, game and yes. people love that game, and they've been waiting and waiting for Rockstar to come out with a sequel, and we've been getting nothing from Rockstar. I thought they were going to make a movie before they ever made a sequel. Ooh, that would be cool. Oh, that would be a great movie. Finally, we are getting some little teasers from Rockstar. Uh, apparently, they just tweeted out this simple picture on this red background with their their R logo for Rockstar. And then a and few then days a, later, which today? Was yes, today, excuse yeah. me. It was today on uh, October 17th. They sent, out, they sent out a picture via Twitter again, and it's the red background kind of with this silhouette of some cowboys. And yeah, riding off into the sunset. And, I mean, that obviously is saying Red Dead. And but, so, but what we don't know what that means, though. But what's that going to be? Yeah. So clearly, the hope I think for a lot of fans is a sequel, obviously. But the pitfall that we have to be aware of and tempered expectations, it could be a remaster. I don't want to say just a remaster, but yeah, Red Dead Redemption has never been played unless backwards compatible. But that's not the full well, experience. and it is backwards compatible now, right? Which is cool, and it blew sales out of the water for backwards compatibility when they released it. Yeah. So but that's being exclusively for uh, the next gen console. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would bet dollars to donuts that we're getting a sequel and who knows when that's going to come out. Because as we know, now the trendy, almost trendy thing to do is make an announcement <laughs> way ahead of time. Yeah. Like before you even have any legs to stand on, just I, like saying, hey, this is our intention. I can't imagine them doing that. I can't imagine no, them Rockstar's being... No, Rockstar is not a, a shifty company when it comes no, to stuff like that. Really they're really smart. And then they stand behind their stuff and yeah. they don't you know, have to do cancellations or recalls or delays, you know. 
I I have a very like if I was a betting man. That sounds what if like you a were a Tibetan music man? Song. You should be a betting Tibetan Ooh. man. Okay, if I was a betting Tibetan man, uh, I would say that monk. this is coming out in October, November of 2017. I would really like. And that. what they're doing? So these are these are little teases that they're they're sending out, and then somewhere within a week or two weeks from now, they're probably going to actually give a date and say, "Okay, coming out holiday 2017" or something like that. And I think that's perfect. Then it allows them to at E3 have this big press. Oh, Wait, did showcase. they do E3? No, I mean they. I don't know if they do. Not it. Anyway, that I can recall. It gives them sometime in 2017 at one of those shows or their own. Honestly, if they were to have their own, it would Standalone. kill. Standalone, yeah. Um, and they would say, "Hey, Red Dead coming out holiday 2017, just like face. what Fallout did, which would be rad." Yes. So uh, stay tuned for more details. Of they're keeping it very close you know, to home right now, but they're obviously saying something's in the works. Some, uh, they're going to release something soon. Something's got to something happen. Big. And uh, I know a lot of people are going to be happy because that is, you know, a lot of people's consensus top 10 game. It's a killer game. Yeah. Oh, he dies at the end. Did you know that? Oh, <laughs> I would love it if this was a sequel. And I think the obvious choice uh, for a sequel would be, um, I'm going to forget his son's name now, but to have his son Jack or something yeah it was like John yeah that sounds plausible well, he's John Marston yeah so it could be Jack anyway but for have his son be like you know 15 years later taking up the mantle oh the call, yeah and then now he's hunting down those who hunted John down you know what I uh, I kind of wish though I wish I and I know this sounds like a weird request I love John Marston's voice yeah oh the guy who plays his voice does such a good job and I would love to at least somehow hear that voice in the new game. Well, maybe they'll have a little flashbacks. If this is a prequel, it wouldn't be as exciting to me because you already know how it yeah, ends. Yeah, I so hear you. I, I, I'm, I'm rooting for a sequel. Even though he was a he was a bandit before. That's true. That you know, so, so yeah, his, the, in the story whole story line. was his past catching up with him for sure, even though he had changed his ways. That would be awesome. Uh if we know more, we'll definitely let you guys know whether it's on our Twitter page at randomfandomwbb, or we're talking about it with you. And I want you to talk about your completion and experience with what? You want me to talk about my completion? Yeah. What What's it like being a man now? <laughs> it's wonderful. Yeah. You transitioned very, Feels very great. well. No. Uh, tell us now that you've finished uh, about Deus Ex. Mankind Divided. Yeah. And... Um, it's a good game. I think the title kind of represents uh, my feelings towards it, because I'm I'm Cause kind you're of a kind split. man. I'm a, I'm a kind man, and I like to divide people. Yeah, so I finished Deus Ex: Mankind Divided. Um, it was it was a fun game to play. I think when I when I first started it, I talked about it a little bit. I talked about how some of the great things is that you have multiple ways to finish a quest. You have multiple ways to go about it. You can either sneak around you can go through air ducts you can just shoot your way through it and i like all of that it was more open in in the gameplay mm-hmm. um as some of the previous deus ex games but it does have a lot of negatives about it so i'm gonna kind of go into that and i'm not gonna go too deep but here's some of the pros that i really like uh the gameplay was definitely the best out of any deus ex so far the gameplay was fun um, it had had better graphics. They weren't great, but they were good graphics. One of the things that I really liked was that the gameplay choices that they gave you, they all carried some sort of consequence. 
So, oh, I like that. So, yeah, if you decide to sneak your way through something, uh, you might need to steal a pass from somebody. Well, stealing a pass from somebody, what is that? What kind of consequence does that mean? Versus if you were to shoot your way through it, what kind of consequence does that bring? But, you know, one of the things I want to touch on is that it is more open world than the previous games, but it's not too open world and i actually think that's a good thing because i think that if they made this game a full open world game it would lose a lot anyway and and overall you can still choose between the stealth or just going a murder spree which is always fun i think if you're if you bought that game that's a a selling point Mm -hmm. um because then you know you shelve it for a month or two maybe come back to it and say oh this time i'm just gonna go yeah exactly yeah so i i just i just got it through gamefly i wasn't willing to buy it and so what i usually did was i snuck around but every once in a while i'll just play a mission and i'll just shoot my way through it and it's a different kind of game when oh, you yeah. do that so if i owned it i would absolutely do that i would absolutely play it stealthily once and then guns ablaze in the other times so what was some of the what were some of the cons the biggest think? thing is the voice acting like the the voicing the people who do the voices are fine but the actual movements of the characters and the the sinking of the voices with the moving mouth is so bad it's almost like kind of laughably like bad. Unforgivable nowadays. I know. It's like, how does that get just? It was the first thing I noticed when they they had some sort of cutscene. Was I was like, oh no, I think my game's broken because oh that's not their mouths aren't at all matching up with the audio, and um and then just you know through the internet and other podcasts I find out no that's just how it is. They Ooh. let it go. They release that game with that, and I'm like that's bad. Um anyway, so that was one of the just big annoying it's things hard to ignore every, especially yeah. for like, you get used to it but yeah with all the cutscenes that are in the game and there's a lot yeah and speaking of which the story itself is actually very convoluted and you're playing through for the gameplay anybody who plays through that for the story has to be so dedicated because it's so convoluted and the way they tie it into past games none of it makes sense to the average player and so i the fact that you can't jump into that game for the first time and understand what your point is. Sure. That's a, I don't know. I like to play games for the story and that wasn't there basically because I didn't understand the story. And, and on that same line, uh, there's no real connection to the characters. You know, sometimes you can have like, look at uncharted, you get connected to the characters, you get connected to who lives and who dies in this game. I couldn't really care less about any of the characters. Um, and then all in all, the story just ended in kind of a poor conclusion that just still Please don't didn't tell me wrap. it's another quick time event to end the game. No, no, it's a boss. See, I don't even remember. Uh, it's, I, I think there's some sort of big fight at the end. But it just, it just seemed like a harder level. Um, and there's, I don't know. So, so <laughs> all that, in taking all that into consideration, yeah. Um, yeah. if you had to score it, review it. Um, I would probably give it a seventy out of a hundred. Cool. Yeah. So it was a it was a stock average game. It was a good game. All. Yeah. I would rate it as on the low end of a good game. Maybe worth a play, but honestly, we have so many good games coming out for the rest of the year. It's like if you haven't played that game, don't jump into some of the other games that just came out. Yeah, like, and then come back to it when it's a slower time and yeah. it's probably like a discount game or like cool. Mafia Three came out. Yeah, to really kind of mixed reviews. Yeah. And so I can't really say because I haven't played it, but I would almost argue that eh, maybe play that instead. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Um, But Gears of War just came out. I know. On October 11th. And from 
I haven't played it yet, and I'm so close to buying a console. It doesn't have to be the um, the bundle with Gears of War 4. I can just find it anywhere for cheap, whether digitally or a, a hard copy. But I'm so close to buying uh, an Xbox One. I specifically want the S. I won't have a 4K TV just yet, but something that I can strive yeah. for in the future. It's not like I still can't play the games. Um, yeah, and Gears of War 4, here's what I'm hearing about it. Again, like you said, doing a little bit of research, listening to other podcasts. Um I want to play it, and it doesn't sound like it's the most compelling story this time around. Hmm. Um, it follows the narrative of you know the other three, which were beautifully other crafted. Three, what do you mean? Gears one, two, and three. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I, I'm not I, really taking. I, when ju- you said story of other three, I thought you meant people. Sorry. No, it's okay. I'm not really taking judgment into account since that kind of went and did its own thing <laughs> as a prequel. And it, you know, it's so g- funny how nobody takes ju- nobody takes judgment as like the fourth in the series because it's an off shot. I know. It I feel bad. Some of the, some, it wasn't bad. I still, I still it. like that game, but it's a, a very divisive one compared to the other three. Anyways, um, you know, it's 25 years later. It's kind of got, from what I understand, an okay story, but I hear it's short. I hear it's the shortest oh. game what? yet. Um, I've heard campaign can run like eight hours, but really, that yeah, sucks. that does suck. And I have heard um, kind of thematically, that it plays it really safe. It's a lot of the similar mechanics, just fe- mechanics even though they've spiced them up a little bit. Feeling, characters, character types, uh, enemy types. Um, hmm. But what is really kicking ass for this game is the multiplayer and okay. all the different modes. Uh, Horde is apparently the best yet, and I love Horde. See, I, you were always into the multiplayer. Oh, I, yeah. I never could get I into hate that player multiplayer player, though because I just like in anything, especially even more so than regular first-person shooters. Being this is you know a, a third-person cover shooter, I get destroyed, especially when it comes to a shotgun battle. People are so good, and um, I I don't know the thing about the multiplayer on the on any of the Gears of War games. I feel like everyone is simply just using a shotgun and they just roll up to you, shoot you, and roll away. And if you're not doing that, you're not succeeding in the in multiplayer. That, it, it, and that I, always I annoyed me. There's there's more to it than that, but I understand. I definitely understand that point of view and that feeling. And yeah, at any given point, that can seem super true for somebody. I will say though, I love Horde because it encourages online competitive play That's against cool. the computer. However, these matches, there's 50 waves, and to complete them, it can take hours. So this is something you got to set aside. And I don't know about this one, but in the past, Horde. You know, someone drops out, that could have been your uh, yep. connection to the server, and then you have to start all over. Ugh. Or It doesn't roll over to somebody else? It will, but then not everyone can host. And then, then oh. or if like two people drop out, five became three, and then you're overwhelmed. Yeah. Now, some people argue, oh, you don't need five players. I don't know. It depends on your experience. But I am super anxious to check out uh, some player versus player, because I can do okay. I'm not, by now, I'm, but uh, then again, I haven't played this one yet. I haven't played the new mechanics. So I'm really anxious to check this out. I think it's sitting at a like a pretty 85% based on like Metacritic. Yeah. You know, people seem th- to give it good reviews. Yeah, like they say it's not as good as the episodics one, two, or three. Um, really? Yeah. Oh. I, I, I don't think I think Gears Three really set the bar for that one. Um, and technically, this is the next entry numerically, at least for the storyline. But uh, the critical consensus seems to be, hey, it's not judgment, at least. <laughs> For whether that's yeah. worth again, I still yeah. like judgment, but teach their own. Um, so yeah, I will definitely. Well, hopefully, we because I don't know if you're game flying it, or if you're gonna go and grab I'll it. I'll game but... fly. So I was actually, and I, do you have a second controller? 
Yeah. Okay. So we can so, do the couch call, and that's another thing that is really not exclusive, but you know, it's, it's rare unique. to find. Yeah. Yes. It, you can't find couch co-op anymore, especially with next gen console. Everything's so, online. So uh, I was really close to buying this game, and I was doing research on it, and like, is it worth it? Um, and it sounds like if the story is that short and I'm not that into the multiplayer, it's probably not worth a buy for me. It's probably a gameplay game for you. Okay. Yeah. Gameplay. The only problem with gameplay is that they take forever, forever to send. So like right now I actually have Ori in the blind forest, um, which I know is an older game, but I've always wanted to play it. It's good. I don't think I'll finish it all the way through, which is. So what do you got next coming? Well, I have on my list uh, Gears of War, and I also have ReCore. So ReCore is on a very like high availability because nobody nobody's wants it. Playing, yeah, Gears of War is on a low availability. Of course, everybody's playing. But I did, uh, I did recently just add an extra game to my plan so that I can get to it once because I got tired of waiting for, for sure, like a week and a half every time, yeah, or more sometimes uh, in between games. So, um, anyway, so we'll have more to talk about. Yeah, that later hopefully. Uh, you know, just to point out um just because we were just recently talking about some of the recent releases with mafia and gears of war uh also on the same day gears of war was released rise of the tomb raider came out on ps4 yep to very sterling sure. reception it's a great just it's like great it was game. with uh yeah the one and then this one's like some definitive edition or something like that, yeah or whatever they call it legacy edition or something legacy yeah, yeah definitive was the old one um and then psvr is also out yeah now. like we said earlier uh when you don't record for a while you got a lot to talk about and PSVR is out pretty much making people look like idiots to anyone who's watching yeah. them play. And it's actually Obviously. really funny. Um, but yeah, it's eating people's faces. Um, it's in a really heavy campaign for Taco Bell right now because they're giving away, <laughs> you know, consoles apparently. Uh, I think... I really want to try it. I want to try it. We I need haven't. to find a friend who has it. We don't have friends with money. I know. That's the pro- Well, that one, yeah, Gerald, I think his name is, but he hasn't... Uh, his helicopter broke, so he can't get off his island. Um, <laughs> and it's hard to fl- fly a helicopter pilot or a helicopter mechanic out to fix a helicopter. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. So mm. it takes time with something like that. So oh, Ger- Ger- Gerald, get Gerard. 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 Uh, you? Gerardo, uh, also saying Rico Suave, as you might know. Oh, I did. Remember, you got not. circumcised to that song, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was the request. Um, <laughs> <laughs> My parents were big fans. Yeah, they were. Um, that tape is hilarious too. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, hey. hey, we got some more things coming up on video games. Yeah, uh, but- as far as like release dates, and I'm just gonna go over them real quick. October 21st, we have Battlefield One, which is already getting early reviews. Actually, Battlefield One it will be out by the time we yeah put this actually, out. By the time we put this out, and yeah. it's for all the glitches that it seemingly had during the beta still getting good reviews still getting really good reviews it looks really good again that to me that game is another reason why i'm like i need a next gen console yep i i don't want to miss this you one do. and then uh, also that very day civilization six. Oh yeah you know what's cool is i was at a customer's house the other day and we were i noticed he had some gaming posters up when we were talking about that and we just had like a 30 minute conversation about civilizations and it's like this is a title 20 years yeah. going strong and it's just getting better and every single one has been quality now some people will tell you no four sucked or ah, i didn't like two but i mean you can remember back playing that like in your childhood classrooms and yeah. now like yeah. they are like they're still going so strong that's that is a total they're cool game they're, they're cool really sim type games i wish i would have been able to met meet sid meyer and just be like dude 
Good stuff. So look what you did here. Here's an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Look up the history of that because I don't think Sid Meier had as much of an effect on the actual creation of the game. Oh, they just put his name on it? For... It's something, yeah, and I can't recall exactly the details, but it was somewhere along the lines they just said, we need to put, like, let's put that guy's name on it. And I look it up. Okay. Because uh, I can't, I can't recall the details, so I'm not gonna just speculate. But I remember there's some kind of cool stories to that. Right, and then just a week after Battlefield One and Civilization come out, EA is gonna be blowing it up again. Titanfall Two, uh, which now has a very steady dose of uh, commercials uh, in the weeks prior yeah. to its release, I've been seeing them everywhere. Yeah, cable, online, doesn't matter. You know they what they call everywhere. Titanfall Two uh, in Mexico? Okay, what? Titanfall dose. Oh, good <laughs> contribution. Thanks. And then just a week after that, as if we need more guns, we need more. We've got Call of Duty or COD, if you will. Right. Infinite Warfare, which we've talked about in the past. We're actually, I think, I don't want to speak for Brandon, but hopefully I'm getting the the, the flavor right. We're actually kind of intrigued again. I, I am. haven't cared I, for about Call of Duty games and their releases for years, probably since like Black Ops or Black Ops 2. But It has roots of the same gameplay, but... Something about when you throw it out in space and you give somebody a tether, it just is different. I, I am intrigued. Uh, um, very, Which is so silly to say that, but they've been so cut and paste over and over again from game to game that it's finally nice to see something different. So Yeah, us gamers have it good these next few weeks. You because know what they call Call of Duty Infinite Warfare in Mexico? What? Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. And uh, November 11th, Dishonored 2. Watch out. That is a potential game of the year, I think. Yes. I think that game's... And you know what? They've been keeping it really under wraps. Which is smart. Which is great. Well, they have. They've been... But they've been... They've released a couple of gameplay videos. Right. Um, but not as much as comparative other big titles that have come and gone this sure. year. Sure. I think they're just trying to show proof of concept and proof that they have something working really well. So... Less uh, than a month to go. That's going to be a great game. I can't wait for that. The first one... Mm-hmm. Had me hook, line, and sinker. Me too. I loved it. Yeah, I have understand they've made tweaks and hopefully all the right ways to this one. Uh, it should make for an awesome game. And then um, another Gran Turismo. What are they up to Yeah, now? November 15th. Are they just um, call, calling it Gran Turismo again? I think there's six. Six. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it's funny. That was the definitive racing game of a generation. And, and now it's Forza. Forza came along. But well, Gran Turismo still matters, though. It still matters. Uh, just not as much as it did. But then right. again... The selection wasn't as much back then. Well, now, you know, it was all about realism for Gran Turismo, and then Forza came out, and they added realism, but then they just, like, added to the number of cars. I mean, they I, I don't know how many times over. Hundreds. The hundreds. Um, and then Pokemon Sun and Moon. Yeah, that could come be Come out that day. Yeah, yeah I don't know. For- uh, November 18th, we get Watch Dogs 2. Yeah. You know what they call okay. Watch Dogs 2 Shut in Mexico? No, I don't care. Watchdogs dose, dude. No, when they don't call be, it, don't be racist. When they call it perros de <laughs> lazul, or how do you say know. vision? Vision dogs. That will probably be a good game. Actually, I'm hearing a lot of good things from those who are actually getting to play it early. Yeah. Um, you know, my friends over at IGN, you know, because we're oh, buds. Again? Yeah, yeah, again, <laughs> yeah, we're buds. Uh, November 29th, day after my birthday, Final Fantasy 15 comes out. Finally, it does. It's been pushed back a little bit over. It has. Yeah. I'm not a huge Final Fantasy guy. I can't deny, though, that, again, kind of like the Call of Duty treatment, like, oh, this one's finally pulling me back. Like, I haven't cared about a, a release title of theirs for. I agree. How many? Uh, 
go rounds, but yeah, this, this one, one and the remake of Seven are both of interest to me. Absolutely. Yeah. It seems like uh, that's a good cause and a good rallying cry for someone to want to get a PS4. And uh, you know, we've done a fair amount of talking about Gears of War under the heading of video games, but we're actually going to switch gears into movies because guess what? A Gears of War movie has been announced. So a Gears of War movie has actually been announced. Apparently, Coalition Studio head uh, Rod Ferguson confirmed at uh, a Gears of War 4 launch. I'm not sure It was what. a week or two ago, it seems like. Um, yeah, it, that, that the film is in development at Universal. So we are actually going to get a Gears of War film. How awesome could it be? What how... I want to know is how are they going to find actors that are going to match the physical prowess of the people in the game. Because everyone's huge. Okay, so get the guy who plays Luke Cage to be Coltrane. Boom. Solved yeah. right there. I mean, but that's the thing. Um, I'm a casting director, you can, by the way. Yeah, you do, you do good. Yeah. It's just, it's just. would it look unrealistic in real life to see I think it's nothing okay to but sc- these I, yoked out dudes? I think it's okay to scale them down a little bit. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying. They're a little cartoonish looking. Everyone's super yoked in that, but wouldn't you be if you had just like to save the world? Yeah, if I had to, obviously can't do if it, I had but... to save the world, you're right. I would do nothing but work out. Yeah. Because obviously In preparation for that one shining moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that could be so cool. I really think that I don't know. I want to suspend all disbelief because when I first heard they were making the Transformers, we were like, Oh, this could be awesome. Something that's so near and dear to me. You know, a live action adaptation. Of course, there was the the classic 1984 movie, 94, 85, the animated film. Uh, but to I stay know what on, you mean. yeah, you know what I mean. Or then when like I heard that they were making a Tomb Raider film, I'm like, oh, that could be so cool. What Angelina Jolie's playing her? That's so cool. And I'm like, yeah, this is what. Yeah, it has every possibility of going wrong. Yeah, it does. And then of course, it's born under a bad sign that it's a video game getting translated into a movie because Silent Hill was awesome um, because most of the Resident Evils have been awesome. Right. I could go on. Double Dragon was yeah, amazing. We, I think we talked about all of the but worst video games. But this has a built-in storyline. They don't have to like... They took Mario Brothers and like, let's make this into a movie. Yeah. It's like, no, idiots. They're Italian plumbers trying to save a princess from an overgrown reptile in a bunch of misleading castles and jumping on people's heads. You don't... There's no plot right. there. Right, like Assassin's Creed, they have something real strong to to, uh, to build off of. Absolutely. Um, and the hope is here that they're doing the same thing. What I would like to see happen is everyone who's going to be involved in making this film just sits down and watches all the cinematic cinematics from one, two, and three, and like a three hour because there's probably like hours there, and then be like, so we got to do our movie. something. <laughs> yeah, we got to do something like yeah. that. Make it, you know twisty and change some characters if you need be or do your own little civil liberties here and there but creative liberties i mean um but yeah you have a i don't know go vote (laughs) you you have a built-in awesome storyline yeah it's an invasion and we gotta protect our home but there are so many little nuances oh there is absolutely uh in the way like baird and cole play off each other and then you know dom going out and all these things you have a built-in awesome vessel right there that is if they use the same characters too 
That's true. They could change up the characters because it's really hard. Could you hard imagine, to... though, if like Marcus wasn't on there? People like, where the hell's Marcus? It'd be like right. having a Halo movie without Master Chief. Right, but it's going to be so hard. You know, all of those characters, uh, specifically Marcus and Cole, have these very defined voices that are really recognizable among the video game community. And so if you have somebody who either doesn't look like him but sounds like him, it won't work. If you have somebody in there that sounds like him but doesn't look like him, it won't work. I could just see him giving it to a Hemsworth brother. Did I say that right? Like I, I know what you're saying. So Even if you didn't say it right, I know what you're so saying. So it, it basically, yeah, it's going to be hard to play justice to the original characters, but they might be able to do it. I don't know. Well, this, this announcement, for what it's worth, means that we're closer to having a movie than ever before, and that is exciting to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else is possibly in the works? Firewatch. Firewatch movie is being discussed oh, this thing right really now. really caught fire, huh? This, game, uh, this little indie gamer. It's spreading fast. It really is. <laughs> so um, Campo Santo, the, the company that did Firewatch, is working with the production and financing company Good Universe. Never heard of them. Probably never will again. So, you know, you can't really point to, you know, uh, Gears of War is going with Universal. We all know Universal. But this Good Universe, I don't, I don't know what that means. Don't know crap about it. That means that it could be a really, really low budget film but oh. it was a really really low budget game so one might deserve and the it other and it still could out yeah so if they take firewatch and they try to build a full 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 movie on it where they have multiple characters and you see the main character and all of this it um it might throw the original love that people have for firewatch right out the window but if they make it so that you have this one character and the entire movie focuses around this one character and still you never see the woman on the other side of the radio and all the story still plays out the same way similar ways it did in the video game then i think you have a success on your hands and you could do it for a very low amount of money and now what is what's going on here some guy named jj abrams yeah what's he up to now no he's some director he's some big sean i don't know uh so no jj abrams has confirmed Portal 2 and Half-Life movies are... The way of Portal 2. Did I say Portal 2? You did. Obviously, it's your favorite one. It is. Well, oh, they're both good. So, no, but but a Portal and a Half-Life movie, uh, or maybe one, maybe they're both one movie... Oh, could you imagine the interplay? That'd be still, awesome. That they're still in development. So we've heard little rumors that they were in development. But he's officially said, and I'm going to quote this, we have a meeting coming up next week, and that was um, kind of back in late September... Uh, he says, we, we have a meeting coming up next week with Valve. We're very active. I'm hoping that there will be a portal announcement fairly soon. It's worth noting that it's just talks. It's just talks. But what if, you know, I, every fire starts with a spark. And this could be that spark. And I think that's awesome. Although, Back to the Firewatch puns. Nope. Uh, oh, I think okay. that sometimes, though, certain games just need to stay games. You know? I almost yeah. think like Half-Life, I, I just, I, never, I don't know. Yeah, but but J.J. Abrams, I don't want to say he can't do wrong, but he's kind of the golden child of Hollywood right now. He's he's sort of that next um, Steven Spielberg, where so much that Steven Spielberg does has a certain magic to it. And if J.J. Abrams has his name on this, and J.J. Abrams is a gamer, he he's he's into those games specifically. So if he puts that love into those movies, yeah, something he feels passionate about, not something he's getting paid to do. Right. Yeah. And I think that's where this whole thing started. I think it just started with his passion going, I'd love to do those movies. So Here's a movie I don't think I'm going to love. <laughs> um, 
it came out uh, at the uh, New York Comic Con. The new Power Rangers movie trailer, it looks like it's straight to DVD at best. Oh, really? And see, here's the thing. Power Rangers is campy. It's goofy. It's fun. It's, it's morphin' time. I don't think that necessarily is going to translate well into film. They made two Power Rangers movies uh, throughout the years based uh, like I two. remember going to the theater as a kid to see the first one. Yeah, like to be a companion to the series, although it kind of did its own thing. But this one looks like it's taking itself so serious. It has to by today's standards. Uh, I mean, you have to. I don't know, but I mean, it's like it's like you can't have, have the same style of Godzilla of... movie. That's true. You know, by today's standards. But can you expect someone to I don't know. Can you really expect someone to care about something that's just so dated by now, too? Well, here I think here's what you have is you have um, you have the opportunity to introduce the Power Rangers to a new generation of young children. You also have all of the thirty somethings, the late twenties and early thirties, that watch that as a child and are going to go see it for the same reason we watch the Transformers movies and the Ninja Turtles movies. The scary thing. Well, that's the th- that's what I was about to say. The scary thing is, are we going to get the same thing? Are we going to get that same disappointment where we go, well, thanks for screwing up our childhood again? Yeah, Michael uh, Bay. They uh, showed he's not doing this. Movie. They showed the five Rangers. Um, you don't see him suited up at the very end of the trailer. It leaves with the Red Ranger in his suits, like yeah, about forming to, yeah. over his body, which is kind of neat. Which looked okay. Um, no Zordon. Uh, you do see Rita. Repulsa. I don't know if like they're gonna raping call some her chick in a bed. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. And she's, she's like just, powerful in this one. Like she's you know, just she's like, like hovering I over have her a headache with like her Madonna cone. Yeah, boots. they made her like super serious looking. Um, Which I mean, they showed that yeah, the kids are cool. color coded again. Sure. Um, and they made Angel Grove seem like it's a, like a screw up school, like a continuation school. Like, hey, you're troubled. Oh, see, I just took it as those kids were um, like Breakfast Club style in detention. Yeah, I couldn't really tell. That's uh, the way I took it. Notable but. absence in it. Not saying that they've been confirmed, and so where are they? Just saying that. Oh yeah. Uh, no Zordon. Yep. Um, and no Bulk and Skull. I hope well, they we have know a... who's playing Zordon. Oh uh, yeah, Brian Cranston. Cranston. Uh, and no Bulk and Bulk and Skull. You know, remember those idiots? <laughs> no. You don't remember Bulk and Skull? I got a Bulk and a Skull. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, get back at me about that. If you remember Bulk and Skull, <sighs> then you know what I'm talking about. Anyways, go check it out if you haven't already. It. Personally, does nothing for me, but hey, what's a lucky number to you? Seven. Magnificent choice. Let's make this our topic of the week. It's going to be a little bit of a spoiler-filled review of a movie that came out a while ago. I think it was a likable movie. We're going to talk now about Magnificent Seven, and it's our topic of the week. So... It's kind of a, a lot of Western going on here this week between Westworld and Red Dead Redemption, Red Dead Redemption. and now we're talking about um, not an original work this time around, but a newly updated rendition of Magnificent Seven. Right. I love this movie originally, and this just felt like a... Wait, you're saying you love the original? Oh, or absolutely. you love this movie when you first saw it? I love the original Magnificent Seven. Okay. I can't... I remember seeing pieces of the Magnificent Seven, the original Western, a while ago. So I can't put the pieces together and say whether or not I really like that movie. Um, and then, you know, I don't know if you know, but that comes from the original Seven Samurai. Yes. Which is where that original story was born. Yes. Um, and then this one, yeah, is taking that same Magnificent Seven and bringing it to a new generation. 
Yeah, it, it wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It was just very average for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was, it was very forgettable movie. Like the action was good, but the characters were just like, hey, we've got a problem. And oh, this guy, bad guy shot my husband. And oh, now we need your help. And oh, I'm going to go rustle up some ruffians. And it, it just... You didn't like the characters at all? I thought the characters were what made that movie. I thought they were incredibly forgettable. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I see. I thought uh, I mean, obviously Den- you have the two two characters, the two lead characters, Chris Pratt's character and Denzel Washington's character. Um, they were meant to be the two that are taking that movie. But you also had um, Vincent D'Onofrio's kind of unique, high pitched but like burly bear of a guy. Right. Um, you had. Ethan Hawke's character, which um, at first I wasn't quite sure if I, I liked him, but as his character developed, I actually really liked him, and he had this major flaw that kind of comes out and affects the story. I oh, and then the um, the the uh, Asian guy, I don't remember the name of the guy who plays uh, him, who's awesome by the way. He's I, really good in that. Well, I actually like him in everything else I've seen him in. I thought, well, I thought his character was just limited. It was one sided. One. I'm going to admit that. Yeah, but also. He was meant to be a badass with knives and yeah. and guns, and and that's exactly what he was. See, I, I um, forgetting about the uh, the Indian kid, but he didn't have much of a character. He's he just didn't, like, and neither I'm, I'm an Indian. Neither, neither did the Mexican guy. No, he really um, didn't. He was like the the one that they that often just called the Mexican. Yeah, but um, I I honestly. I fell asleep in this movie. It did really, not, yeah. Oh wow. Okay, yeah. so and I wasn't inebriated or anything like that. I just it didn't really hold my attention, um, and I recognized the bad guy. Uh, what's his name? That's uh, but yeah, he was he was not. I didn't feel like he was bad. I yeah. So I thought the the villain was the worst part of this movie. Very weak. He was very much uh, like reminiscent of Val Kilmer's character in Tombstone because he Val Kilmer in that movie he was sick and so he was always sweating and he always had like kind of glossy eyes and the well, villain and he was a drunk too and he was a drunk. the villain in magnificent seven was very reminiscent of that and like from the very moment i saw him i was like he's acting very similar to val kilmer's character um and i th- think it didn't work for him it didn't make him unique which is i think what they were trying to go with was some sort of character that was unique but it didn't really work um he was just he was just a mean guy. That's yeah, all it was. That's all. He didn't have anything unique about him. But I I thought all the protagonists, or most of the protagonists, at least the five of them, were were actually really fun to watch. And I thought the action, like you'd mentioned, was really fun. The action was good. Um, but yeah, it was just it seemed so by the numbers, you know. Oh, it absolutely was. I'm just not like, even saying it was problem, solution, climax, problem, yeah. solution, done. We that's, lost some guys that's what along the way. My sex life is like. Well, that's your problem. Um, and then climax. And then hopefully there's a solution <laughs> to all that. Uh, I just, can I tell you? I was yes. actually surprised that they cast Chris Pratt in the guy's role who actually died. I'm like, whoa, Chris Pratt doesn't die in movies. I know. When but he, honestly, I was like, really? He was not, to me, he wasn't. He's done, you know, uh, Guardian of the Galaxy comic book guy. He did it well. He was a good Star-Lord. He played uh, the... Jurassic World dude. The Navy turned dinosaur interpreter. And did it all right. Um he was not a good cowboy. I'm sorry. He was not convincing. He was just like, hey, I'm just going to basically be my same, you know, kind of charmy, witty, stumble upon my sure. own feet self. You He's know? getting typecast. Yeah, it, he was. It did not work for me. But and, I don't think I don't think people are really tired of him yet. And so 
Oh, God, it may no, not I, have worked for you, but I think it worked for most people. Sure. I, I was just going to say, this was just a horribly ho-hum movie when it's all said and done. It just it just felt like they brought nothing to the table. Like they're just like, it's almost like they needed a movie just to set up who they were and why they all knew each other instead of just like, oh, uh, I'm going to get paid how much to win a war I can't, or to fight a war I can't win? Okay, well, I got to get some a wacky cast of characters behind me in the first place. And it was just like, here's yeah. the problem. Here's the rustling up of the people. Here's the fight. And then here's the solution. And then, oh, the the ending when he was considering killing uh, the bad guy right then and there because you see this around my neck. I was lynched by you and your men. You didn't like that? It, well, it's like, but I mean, that gave depth to the character. It made at it, the last possible second. Why didn't yeah, they but, know that from the beginning? It's like, well. Because you didn't need to. Because uh, throughout the movie, you think that, okay, this guy is at first doing it because he's like, all right, I'm starting to buy into this. I'm going to do this because this is quote the right thing to do and and i gotta help this town and it's because it shows from the beginning he's not doing it necessarily for the money um and so you just kind of buy into the fact that he's an overall good guy and then it adds to the complexity of the character when at the end you find out that he had deeply rooted personal reasons why he was going after this person it wasn't to save the town it was to get revenge based off of his own issues with that person and so I, I mean, I didn't mind that it, I was okay with him just doing it as a, a good guy. And then when they just add that little bit of complexity at the very end, it kind of makes the viewer go, Oh, Oh, well that that's now I really get why. I don't know. I didn't mind it at all. That was me though. Okay. So I think we're on different ends on this one and that's yeah, fine. Absolutely. Which it, is totally fine. Like to me, it wasn't a $10 movie. I actually saw it when I was out in Colorado, my sister and I went and saw it and my sister, by the way, I'm finding this out. She takes a lot after my dad. I remember being embarrassed and like annoyed when I used to watch movies with my dad because uh-huh. he would talk to the television. Uh, he probably still does. Does your sister do but, that? She does. What? Okay, so like when um, the first guy who died was uh, Vincent D'Onofrio's character. You know, he got shot by all those arrows and he almost had like a bore mirror scene where he's getting shot yeah. one by one and he still keeps coming, but then yeah. he finally just and Like succumbs. you said, paint by numbers a bit. Yeah, and then when he first got shot, my sister grabbed my wrist and yelled out she's like no talking to her about it afterwards i'm like were you aware that people were staring at you because you kept shouting at the movie when something dramatic would happen she's like no really yeah she doesn't even realize that i'm like what a weird trait to have passed on i'm glad i don't have that oh man i just have you know like excessive body hair but (laughs) but not yelling at movie problems um okay so let's uh we have different views and i think that's great in my opinion I thought it was exactly what it was supposed to be, which was a a summer blockbuster, a fun summer blockbuster. It never claimed to be anything too deep. So you're okay with its relative lack of depth? Yeah. It was too long as well. Okay. For such a simple story, it did not need to be that long. Sure. Um, Yeah, I'd say it's like for me like a five or six out of 10 if I was to try to assign it to a number. Just not bad, not great. But not anything I'm gonna remember or mm-hmm. care about. I'd give it. A, I'd give it a seven point five. Okay. Um, I think that it was. I think that it was everything. I think the reason I'm coming so rosy with my description of this is because I didn't expect anything more. I didn't expect anything deeper. Um, and maybe it's because I saw some of the initial reviews and they weren't great. Yeah. And so I went in expecting. Okay, I'm probably going to like the action, but not like the movie. And then when I was coming out of it, I was like, actually, I like the action and I like the movie. So, I, you know, even though I can recognize that it has a lot of flaws, has no depth, 
give it, so I'm going to give it a 7.5, but at the same time, I walked away happy and I would totally recommend it. But I think watching it on Blu-ray or DVD is going to have nowhere near the effect of, of seeing it in theaters in a movie like this. Would you care to, then thank you. I appreciate your breakdown. And would you care to move on to this week's Shadow of the Synopsis? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to tell you that it is uh, either based on a comic, a video game, movie, mm. TV show, mm. or a Lionel Richie song. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody wants to party all night, all night, <laughs> oh, all night long. No, I'm just joking. I like Lionel Richie, actually. He's, I'm sure he's a nice guy. Okay. A spy organization recruits an unrefined but promising street kid with attitude problems into the agency's ultra-competitive training program just as he is about to disengage from the training program a global threat emerges from a twisted tech genius based on that synopsis can you tell me what this is yes i can and did you like this yeah it was a good movie it really was wasn't it yeah kingsman yeah i actually just saw that movie when i was gone for a few uh in colorado oh really you just saw that i don't know why i hadn't seen it sooner i just never got around to it it's a decent movie with really shitty parts yes um <laughs> like i don't know how else to say it a great movie where there's like a, a, a small handful three four pieces that you're like that was stupid why would they put that in there i, I forget the kid's name but uh the main character who played he did uh, well he did very well he was awesome came out of nowhere i forget his was it danny or something like that and nah, that doesn't matter uh, Let's call him are, Spencer. We are running low on battery life, not for our podcast, but on our computer. That's, that's true. Keeping this it thing just afloat. said ten percent. So we're going to give you our last ten percent uh, before we <laughs> do that. Of course, thank you for listening. Always, just want to say thank you for listening, whether you do so or not on purpose. <laughs> it matters. And also, uh, we're going to let you know where you can get a hold of us and how you can interact with us in just a minute. But before we do that, one of our little bows on top of uh, this little present we present to you is this week's awesome quote in geek history. I have selected it this week, and this one, it's so bad that it's awesome. What it's do you one got? of those. What do you got for us? Okay, do you remember the original X-Men movie back in 2000? I think I, 2000, I do. 2001. Okay, do you remember the, just the outrageous taunt Holly Berry uh, utters yes. before she... You know what happens to a frog when it's struck by lightning? Or toad when yeah. it's struck by lightning? Well, actually, let's save it oh, and let's listen sorry. to it. Yeah, it's okay. It's that awesome that you want okay. to quote it. I understand. Yes. So this is from X-Men, the original movie, and it's this week's quote in awesome geek history. Nope. <laughs> it's this week's awesome quote in geek history. Yeah. Give a listen. Do you know what happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning? Same thing that happens to everything else. Wow. How just in your face was that? So there's some news about that. Um, now, once again, I could be getting the story a little bit wrong. Apparently, she didn't say it the way the writers had intended to say it. Huh. That's that's what the writers are saying. Is that like apparently it was meant to be said in a different way that would have made sense yeah, or, it just or there was no something sense. in else that there was context there that was cut out of the movie or there was something there, but the writers were like, no, we didn't just write it like that because that doesn't make sense. It makes no sense. And she says it with no confidence. Like she's questioned herself like the yeah. same thing that happens to anything else. <laughs> she's like, let's just try this. Yeah. No, it, uh, to me, I imagine like, yeah, 
well, you're not special. You're getting electrocuted just like everybody else. Bam. So the interesting thing is when she said it, when I was younger and I saw that. Oh, I remember. I remember like, going, I don't understand a, what reference that is. Like I thought, I thought that was a saying that the adults knew that I didn't know. Right. So I was like, I don't get it, but I Or maybe toads in that. nature are immune to electricity or lightning <laughs> I strikes. Know. I don't know. But it, it is one of the worst quotes in an otherwise really fun movie. I, yeah, that was a great movie. Actually. Oh, it was. It was fun until they started making all the sequels and it just became another mutant stew. But that's all right. Uh, back in <laughs> yeah. 2000, man, we were still in high school back then. Yeah. We were better off in high school. Look I at us now. I wonder if I was laid by then. Laid? Yeah, I wonder if I got laid by 2000. How something to think about between now and our next recording. Also, something for you to think about is... No, getting... I wouldn't have been laid by then. Okay, let's move on. Getting interactive <laughs> with us. How can you do it? Lots of different ways. Do you like email? Sure. Kids are all about email nowadays. So do what your kids do. Because you know what happens when you email the random fandom podcast? The same thing as... It goes into our spam filter. Anything else. Oh, I see yeah. what you're going with. But if you, if you want to check it out anyways, randomfandomcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter. It's at randomfandomwbb. And all this information is linked up to our website where you can get all our past episodes, all 18 past episodes. Because we're pretty sure this is episode 19. Yeah, we should have checked. What's that website? Oh, randomfandomcast.com. I'm not asking because I don't know. I'm just asking because it's been such a long time. Yeah, randomfandomcast.com. Still throwing our episodes up on that uh, every time. And, you know, I just thought about this. We've got a big geek red herring to capture next week in our next recording. What is that? The Walking Dead season 7 premiere. Oh, man. Any quick bets on who gets killed? I'm I'm taking Abraham. Uh, I I don't I I think it's going to be either uh, one of two things, either Glenn's going to die, as he should via the comics, and yes they'll piss everybody else off, or they'll throw a curveball and they'll kill someone like Abraham, and then so the audience goes oh good it wasn't Glenn and then and a two then for they one. kill kill Glenn so you're taking Glenn regardless I'm taking Glenn regardless cool all right well let's see what happens. Let's see if we were right or wrong, and we'll get back to you. So we'll see what happens. Either way, it's got to be better than that god-awful season six finale. Yeah, Yeah, so thanks for listening. Uh, We will hopefully be back in about a week or so. But, you know, we never know. Yeah, we got jobs. Um, So thank you. Wait, I was going to say thank you for being a fan of our fandom, but... Brandon, that's your thing. You say your thing. And you I if I burp talk mine. it? Don't do that's that. Gross. That's gross, yeah. yeah. Thank you for being a fan of our fandom. It matters because guess what? Geek culture matters. That's why we're doing this podcast, and that's why you're listening. So until next time, stay geeky, my friends. No, that was mine. That's why I was giving you to say I yours. Know, I purposely did it because <laughs> do you know what happens when I steal your uh, lines? The what? same thing as anything else. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. All right, you but, get it. No, it's done. Bye. Bye. We love you. Thought Chris Pratt did a pretty good job And Denzel did well too But other Brandon thought that the movie sucked But I think he's a fool The movie lacked depth and the writer kinda sucked And the bad guy was pretty lame But other Brandon thinks it was pretty damn good and I think that's a shame But we're still good friends even though we disagree And we think that's okay You're a really good guy No, you're a good guy 
friends till our last days. Your taste in films really should be checked. You're way too picky, it's true. Sometimes we disagree and that's fine. And sometimes I hate you. Well, I like to get my money's worth and my taste is more refined. Did you just see what I just saw? No, I guess you're blind. But we're still kind of friends, friends even though he's, he's wrong. wrong. Nope, you. And maybe, maybe that's, that's not, not okay. okay. It's just too damn hard. You have shitty, stupid taste. Friends till our last days. I know that you're never satisfied. Oh, wait. No, that's your wife. But don't worry, I took care of her for the first time in her life. We know that's not true, even if you tried, even if you gave your all. Just like the director of Magnificent Seven, your dick just way too small. Pretty good friend, Vin. No, we're you're kind of friends. an ass. Well, you're an ass. And that's just yeah. not okay. No way. You're a piece of shit, actually. No, actually, you're a piece of yeah, shit. Whatever. Friends, friends till our last days. And I'm not making a statement on your supposed sexuality, but what's up with all those V-necks? Oh, my supposed sexuality? You have a tattoo of Macho Man Randy Savage elbow-dropping Satan on your leg. Yeah, well, I'm going to drop these nuts on your face because you have way too many shoes for one guy to have. Oh, okay. Uh, You know, I can't really tell right now if you're singing still or if you're actually talking because it kind of sounds the same. Right, because I am not a good singer, and that's too bad because that's what you need to have a successful podcast. Not consistency, not anything like that. No, good songs at the end. Yeah. Uh, You're just a Scrooge. You're just a Scrooge about everything. Well, you can McDuck these nuts, dude, because I am a Scrooge McDuck for life. I'd rather be a Scrooge. You can stick those McNuts. (laughs) You know what? (laughs) Just like your your ability to joke, you're a slow eater. (laughs) (laughs) No, you do eat hell slow, though. And by the way, your dog sheds everywhere. It honestly makes me not want to.